there always comes a time of year when seasons change, when things begin to turn over. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're hearing this podcast right now, and we hope you are, it is now September. And that means that every weekend until early February, there will be NFL football on TV on Sundays and Thursdays and Mondays and now Fridays and Black Fridays and Thursdays. And we're here to break it down the entire season, the entire gamut here on the Sunday card. Ice, Matty C. Matt Silver, and our producer, Lemon from Pepper Lou Paracone, is here with us for a special presentation. It's the NFL Predictions Show here on the Sunday card. Matty and I have gone through all 272 regular season games. We've gone through 13 playoff games, and we've picked a winner. And now we're about to share it with you. Gentlemen, good evening. Happy football, Matthew. Boy, oh boy, we were knee deep in uh, spreadsheets and schedules and home versus away and bye weeks. And this is the most uh, this is the most work that we do for this show, I would say, is this episode. But it's always an extremely, extremely interesting experiment to see where we come at when we just stare at a schedule, pick wins and losses out of our rear end and uh, see where we come up with Finding 272 wins in a row is very, very difficult, but we're going to attempt to do it regardless of the situation. Remember, folks, it's not about the destination. It is about the journey. We're about to take a ride. Maddie, how long did this actually end up taking you to do? I would say, I said to Lou, I would think, uh, I mean, just, just going through the schedule at first took like four or five hours and then trying to go back through and everything and uh, I, I was talking to you how we had to go through some tiebreakers and stuff like that and trying to go back through the schedule and find. So I would say probably about six hours this week. That's six, exactly that's exactly how many hours it took me. It took me about six hours. I had to do it last week because I had to preview it for the the wake up call for for Gene Gums' show on Sports Country Radio. So mine are public, but not all listened to. So I'm very, very excited to see and to hear what you have. I prefaced our little meeting when we meet pre-show and saying that if it falls my way, if, if everything cracks my way, which is an infinitesimal small chance, it will be the wildest ending to a NFL season that you can ever have. I am so excited to hear it, and I am so excited to really get into the nitty-gritty of it because I feel like every year we yell at each other, we scream at each other. Nobody knows anything, and I love maybe grinding your gears a little bit but somehow, someway, I believe everything I say, and I know you do too. So I'm excited and lose here just to see how crazy things actually get. Uh, gentlemen, I'll let you know right now, I already told Matt, I'm calling you out on every single thing you call this season, all right? Uh, hello to the show. Hello. Listen, I've already seen Matt's lineup, his rankings. We have some stuff to talk about, but I need to hear Danny's first because if mm. they agree too much, then I got to take the complete opposite. You understand? So, yeah, we already know 
a couple of divisions and a couple of teams that are probably going to be undefeated this season. You know what I mean, Lou? I mean, you know, Dan just can't find a possible way to give them a loss at all throughout the, this part of the year. Of course. And, and, then there, and, then there's, and then there's one team that will also be 0-16. Right. Oh, and right. Not the Patriots. Not the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never know. I will say, I will say, I'm excited to get started. There's no question about it. I, I'm also excited to hear some MVPs. We're going to do that at the end as well. Maddie's, I think, got a really juicy rookie of the year play that I think could be interesting as well. I don't know what it is, but I hear it's juicy. And I think that then at the end, We'll go full-fledged Super Bowl champions and uh, see if we can nail it down. All right, Matt? I think we could do it. I think we can get I it think, done. I think we can, too. I will say this. I think we should start backwards than what we normally do. I think we should start NFC West and work our way up to AFC East. Why not? Let's let's not? throw what – what a twist to throw at the top of this episode. I Going thought that would be – the West Coast. Yeah, let's go left to right. Let's – let's you know, we there's a lot of times people like the windshield wiper it. You know, let's go the opposite way. So I, I – yeah, let's go serving Maddie Waves back in the back in the big chair. You know, I like that. You know, some of our favorite coaches in that division too. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Maddie, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you go first. NFC West. You give me the records, give me the division winners. Go ahead. All right, NFC West, obviously we'll go four to one to build suspense. Mm. No, no surprise we've said the Arizona Cardinals are again, they are seemingly intentionally losing. Uh, traded Isaiah Simmons, they're trading off. They've cut uh Colt McCoy, Clayton Toon. Arizona Cardinals three and fourteen on the year. Rams right behind them with another disappointing season, mm. four and thirteen. I don't know. I'm just not I I really am worried about the defense. I have the Niners in second at 11 and six, splitting a tiebreaker with Seattle Seahawks also at 11 and six. And we thought things were going to be crazy right out of the gate because guess what? The order is completely correct. We both are on the Seattle Seahawks train with their division winner. I love it. Maddie, we're pretty much the same. I'm kind of a little bit surprised and we'll get into it that you're not as high on the, on the Rams. I thought you might be a, a little tick higher than them because of your Matt Stafford love, but I'll just go through mine really quick. I have the Cardinals at two and fourteen, worst uh, record, two and fifteen, excuse me, worst record in football. The fact that they cut Colt McCoy is a is a clear sign that they are punting on the season, and I I do not find, I just don't find more than three. Maybe they can get to three, maybe, but I have them two and fifteen. I have the Rams at six and eleven. I, I thought the Rams are going to compete. They're well coached. Do they have any talent on defense? That is very, very suspect. And now Cooper Cup's injury is really concerning with his setback. So I had them at six and eleven. I had the Niners at ten and seven. Ten and seven for the Niners. I thought that they just take one small step back uh, with Purdy, and I'll see if Purdy can do it the full season. But I'm right there with you. Eleven and six for the Seattle Seahawks. I think they win the division. Yeah, and I think I, just going to the Rams, I do think I should be a little higher. But man, they—I mean, I felt like they have a really tough out of you know, you know, the division. They've got already two hard teams in Seattle and San Francisco, and Arizona is the one that they could beat up on. But you know, it, again, divisional games always someone's likely to win. I feel like that's actually kind of one of the few chances that the, the Cardinals have a chance is, is a maybe a sneaky game against the the Rams if they're not playing so well towards the end of the year and not not playing for much. But um, I mean, they got a lot of tough you know out of conference games with with Baltimore. Pittsburgh, you know, 
Cincinnati playing playing the AFC North. So I think that yeah. you know they're going up against one of the hardest divisions of the season. So I think that's why I'm a little low on them. But yes, yeah, Seattle. I mean, I think we just talked about it. The the staying power of Geno Smith is is you know it's obviously leaning heavy on that. But we like the young defense. Maybe that seems like a defense that's ready to make yes. that leap and make that next move. And then not to mention just like I said, uh, obviously JSN's scheduled to miss the beginning of the year, but makes them makes them just one of the more dangerous wide receiver rooms in the NFL. They've they've reshaped their offensive line with the new tackles that they have from last year. The two rookies are going to be second year. So that's really encouraging. They've added depth to their running back room. They've added depth to the receiving core. They've added depth to their defense. I mean, in the draft in particular and, you know, bringing back Bobby Wagner as a huge leader. I think that this team is prime. I think that they could be a dangerous playoff team come playoff time. So that could be that could be definitely very, very interesting going forward but i'm glad that we we got on the same page because i wasn't sure i thought you might still be kind of partial to kyle but you got to take a chance kyle but again i we do have to i like everything i've seen out of just so we were talking about we were watching some 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 qb tape on some young quarterbacks and i was watching mm-hmm. brock purdy and it seems like there's good things coming out of it but just still too small of a sample size to be so trusting that they're going to be right back in it again this year as far as just with him offensively not having any hiccups along the way all right. I like it. I like it. Uh, so far, so good. We're four for four. That's very rare. I doubt that we're going to be four for four here because we're going to go to the – I'm going to go to the NFC North. NFC North, if that's okay with you. Okay. Is so that, you want to you just knock the NFC out first? I think we'll knock the NFC, NFC out first because I think the okay. AFC, we got a lot to talk about with that. Fair but enough. I think the NFC is interesting because there's opportunity. It smells like opportunity. I'm going to go first here, Matt, because – I think we're going to disagree on this division in particular. In the four hole, Chicago Bears. That's where I have them. Chicago Bears at 6-11. and 11. I think they'll be better. I think they'll be better. I'm not here to take the ultimate leap. I'm not here to take the ultimate jump. But can they be better? Can they be better than three wins? I think so. I think they can get to six. But I have a huge disappointing team this year. Am I a disappointing team? I am really low on the Minnesota Vikings. They're going to finish in my third spot also at 6-11. and 11. I think it's going to take a real, real turn for them. And I know Flores is a great coach uh, defensively, but their schedule is brutal. I think the teams that they have ahead of them here, I think they're just more well-rounded. And I think with the loss of Cook, I think the loss of a couple of defensive players like Darius Smith and others – I think they will be sellers, and especially out of the gate, they are going to struggle. And finally, I have both the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers finishing at 9-8. and eight. But I have the Green Bay Packers sweeping the Lions and winning the division. I am in on Jordan Love. I think this kid can play. I'm excited to see him. I think he's got all the intangibles. I think his feet and his arm are connected really well. He can throw out of the pocket. I think he'll lead them to some victories that I don't think people will expect them to win. I like the Lions. I do. I think they're going to be gritty and tough, but gritty and tough is nine and eight to me. I don't see them doing much more. I'm going to put both teams in the playoffs, and I'm also going to have both teams at nine and eight, but Green Bay is winning this division. By the way, from the previous one, I had San Francisco as a wild card team as well, obviously, but just for, you know, intensive purposes go ahead definitely i mean this one is is a division of 
I feel like the, the least amount of clarity as far as from the outside where you could really provide, I think, a lot of different project, projections and they have a chance of being right. Uh, well, definitely different, though, because uh, I have Green Bay in the four spot. Uh, oh, Green Bay wow, in the four that's spot awesome. At um, seven and ten. I will say going through their schedule, I felt like they had a lot of games that I could have definitely felt like I could flip on them with. A lot of debating going back and forth. So that seven ten could easily bet a ten and seven, I think, or a nine and eight. I agree with you on Minnesota, though. I have them at seven and ten uh, in the three spot. I, I do think that that defense has just got some serious holes. And we said how many close games they barely snuck out last year. I mean, it was the, one of the bigger, the bigger hypes. We're not crazy. They're not above five hundred. I have the Chicago Bears at eight and nine. Okay. I have the Chicago Bears at eight and nine. All right. I didn't get blasphemous. You scared. I was. I, I worried as I as we got closer to the top. And then I do have the remarkably fourth favorite odds to win the NFC Detroit Lions at nine and eight, as you do. I don't see them as a as a 10 win team, but I have them outright winning the division. Nobody else. Nobody else. Well, Chicago. And that's the other thing, too. Chicago just to the hunt for that wild card spot, but not quite there this year. So not I don't quite have them in the playoffs. But, you know, it all comes out to week 18 when they lose to the Packers. I did have uh, the Packers, I think, sweeping the Bears again because I think that's just a. Uh, I think that's just staying power in history. I agree. I agree. Uh, why? So I know Justin Fields. I know that's your reasoning behind most of this. Mm-hmm. But talking about the defense, because that that really is what holds me back from, and obviously Justin Fields says too, we're not going to agree on that, but the defense more holds me back than anything else because I don't think they're that much better. Either young guys are really going to have to step up. They really don't have that much on the defensive line. I mean, it's it's salvageable at best. Talk to me about why the Bears have such an improvement. I mean, five win improvement, I realize, is quite a big leap. But, I mean, they, they had no playmakers on that team last year. The offense was was really hard for Justin Fields to excel in. And now things are looking a lot better early on in this season with DJ Moore. I saw a thing. He led the preseason in yards after the catch on two receptions uh, this year. And so, again, obviously that's not saying you know Justin Fields is not sling the ball downfield but that's not what it is it's about getting these guys in space having speed and timing all over in different parts of the field and, and a lot of quickness on that team that they will be able to move the ball on offense their defense isn't great i know that i know that their defense isn't great they really don't have much at all the pass rush they at least got a little bit um hopefully the offensive line is, is improving a, a tiny bit with darnell Wright um and some of the other pieces that they brought in there but i just think that the offense is able to make enough of a leap that they could just scrap and claw out some games. And I, I think that they have outside of Kansas city in their first five weeks. I mean, it's not that difficult of a schedule. Obviously you start with a divisional game in green Bay, Tampa Bay, Denver, Washington, uh, and then Minnesota and Vegas for their first, you know, seven weeks. So I, mm-hmm. I think one loss guaranteed in Kansas city, I think they can scrap and claw with any of those teams on those first games. You know, I, I don't think they're that far behind. Yeah, they better start out quick because their buy is until week 13. They have a very, very late buy uh, this year. So they have to start out quick. I think you're pointing out some reasons, yes, but all the reasons that I the, – the, to me, the Packers are everything the Bears don't have. They have the offensive line. They have the defense. They have the structure around the young quarterback. And the quarterback's been here sitting under Aaron Rodgers. I just think it's 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 there for them to take it if if – those wide receivers and now Dobbs being hurt is a little scary. Sure. They don't have anything really to, to fall back on. If some of those wide receivers really step up and I think Dobbs and Watson can, they're going to need more from other players. And I think they'll get it. I really, I really do think they'll get it. 
Uh, okay, NFC South. This one is throwing it up against the wall and letting it stick. So uh, I'm going to let you go first and see where the chips may fall. This team I might be too long because I don't know. All the things coming out of Baker Mayfield at camp is that he's just chucking that ball up to Mike Evans and they still got a decent defense. But I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 4-13 and 13 at the bottom of the division okay. still. So you never know, but we – one, one early season performance, and I'm going to be back in the Baker train in a big way. I could already feel it. <laughs> Rookie number one pick, Bryce Young, having a good year, not a great year. Seven and ten in the three spot for Carolina there. And then I have a tie at the top of the division mm. between the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons, both coming in at nine and eight. But Saints, in my projections, ended up sweeping the season on the Falcons. Uh, so they get the top spot, but the Falcons grab the seventh wildcard spot wow. this year. And the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Bijan Robinsons, who are there going to ride him for 400 carries this year. I don't know. They might just, just kill the man in his first season. So I think that they do have a good chance to just run their, their rush heavy offense. I don't know about Desmond Ritter, but I just feel like Arthur Smith is going to take the ball out of his hands and make it as easy as possible for them. You know, the more football I watch, as I feel like I've gotten older, the less good football I see. And of these teams, really all of them, I haven't seen much good football from any of these teams. I would say the Saints probably have played the best in terms of preseason football and from what they have around them. Sure, they have the best team on paper, but I am really, really down on this division. And it will speak volumes when I tell you that I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at three and 14. So similar to where you have them, I think they're going to have quarterback problems up the yin yang uh, offensive line problems galore. We know Jensen's already out for the year for them. That's going to be a huge, huge issue for them. And you can have the Mike Evans, the Chris Godwins, all you want. They can score a ton of points. I, I, I don't see them doing either really scoring a ton of points or stopping a lot of uh, a lot of teams in the air in the air i think they can maybe hold them on the on the run game but i, I think it's going to be a tough uphill battle Matt, i am super low i i really am disappointed i wanted to be on the carolina panthers train but i don't see it i just don't see how this team even gets to their win total I, I don't see it i i have the panthers at four and 13 i am really really low and I'm disappointed because I really like their defense. I think they're a young team. I think they're doing everything they can possibly do wrong with Bryce Young. I really do. I, they haven't. Their offensive line is a joke. Uh, they have sent him out in the preseason to get killed multiple times. And I know he needs the reps, and I think he's going to be a good player. I'm just not sure Frank Reich is the guy to do it. The, re the receivers aren't getting separation in preseason. No. Like, it's bad. No, it's terrible. And they were trying to trade off their tight ends and, you know, all these different things. And they ended up not doing it. But, man, I mean, I am super disappointed in what I've seen so far from Carolina. So I am very, very skeptical of them. I had Atlanta improving, but I kept coming back to myself. Desmond Ritter is what I kept saying to myself. And I gave them seven wins. I gave them seven. I think that's a fair number for them. I think it, they'll be right around there. They might even compete. They, they'll be in it. They'll be in the hunt uh, in December, as we say, but I do think the Saints prevail. I do think at nine and eight, the Saints have the best team on paper, and I think paper and talent will win this division. Not health, not injuries, not any of that. I think it's it's really on the field and what you have. I think that team is young enough, and they have enough veteran presence on defense to get it done. So I, I, I'm going to pick the Saints at nine and eight to go. 
Yeah, I think I, I lean the same way with the Saints. It's a, you kind of just feel you have faith in just the franchise and the organization and just kind of that coaching, the coaching staff that's pretty much still there that was, you know, from the, all the Peyton training. And it's just, you, you just, it's an organization you feel like you can have trust and faith in in some of these ugly, ugly divisional games where you're like, none of these teams are good. I don't know, uh, you know. So I, I think that us leaning on the Saints has just, Tried and true. And like I said, best on paper, uh, Chris Olave ready to take the big step if, if Derek Carr can get in the ball. Uh, and they've got enough pieces on that defense that they're always competitive. Um, so not a hard division to win, but I think they do. No. The thing that sucks about the division is I'm still not sure about Derek Carr. I'm still not sure about Bryce Young or, or Baker or or, or Ritter. Like, I, I could be – we could be wildly wrong and the Bucs could just come out and win this division. Obviously, you could flip us 180 on this and it'd be like, yeah, okay, makes sense. I Yeah, I, and I would be like, we're stupid. Like, that was, <laughs> why didn't we see that, you know? But that's why we do the exercise, of course. Finally, the NFC East. And, you know, to me, this is one team's division. However, I'm pretty high on two of the teams in this division, and I'm pretty low on the other two. Um, and the and the one that I'm extremely low on uh, is the Washington Commanders. I, I, I think that they're going to have a really tough go of it this year in Josh Harris's first ownership year. What I have seen from them, especially in the preseason, I know that Scary Terry is there, and I know their defense might be pretty decent. I've seen horrible coaching maneuvers. I've seen just an offensive line that is just, to me, the worst in the league. I, I have just not seen a worse offensive line this preseason than Washington. Is their D-line good? Yeah, it's probably pretty good. Uh, and they'll keep them in games. I have them with five wins. I, I just do not see them improving that. I think they're going to take a step back. I mean, Sam Howell, I really like Sam Howell, but not with that protection. With Terry McLaurin already hurt, uh, I, I think it's going to be a rough sled. And I think Rivera, I'm not sure he's going to survive this year. I think I think this is going to probably be his last year. I might be too down on the New York Giants, um, but they're kind of like the Vikings last year, right? I mean, they had a lot of luck factor, and now they're changing an offense for Daniel Jones that kind of already worked. So I'm not really sure exactly what direction they're going. I think Dable's a great coach, but I think the Giants definitely come back to earth here. I'm giving them seven wins this year, seven and ten, which is I feel like maybe a little low considering their coach. They'll grind, they'll fight, but seven wins I feel like is right there for the Giants. Cowboys and Eagles are going to be fighting tooth and nail. I think these two teams, I think they'll split in the season series like they always do. But uh, I, I'm sorry. Like, the Eagles are just the best team in the league. Like, they just are. They have the best roster. They have the Matt, what is the Philadelphia Eagles' weakness? What's their biggest weakness? I have a hard um, time finding it. Um, they're too honest. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What are you supposed to say in a job interview? I don't know. No, they're really they're, – they're loaded. They're loaded. Yeah, so I gave them – uh, the top, the uh, top record in the in the league at fourteen and three, and I give Dallas the twelve and five record. I think Dallas is going to be really good. I, I really do think that. I think Dallas is going to compete, compete, compete. Even though there is going to be a tough division, the AFC East that they'll have to play as well, and on top of their division, I think they're going to surprise some teams. I think they're going to win some games. Uh, they may not play extremely smart football. I think they'll be probably more conservative this year, but they have too much talent. They just have too much talent to be bad. 
And I think they're the third best team currently, maybe maybe the fourth best team. Maybe they are the third best team uh, in the NFC. I really think that. Okay. Interesting. Um, same order here. We do have the same order. Okay. Slightly different on the records. Not too crazy far off, though. Uh, Washington, I do like what I'm seeing out of Sam Howell. I agree. I, I think that he's a, a pretty good passer. He's pretty good at processing, I think. But uh, did, you know, giving him a lot of credit for beating the entire backup of the Ravens is mm-hmm. it was the team, you know, they didn't play starters. So naturally that's, and that's when their offensive line looked best as well. And it's like, there was no starters out there at all. So I, I have Washington at fourth at four and 13. So I, I like them even less than you. Wow, you're worse than so me. I, I, wow. I, I like them less than you. So don't feel so bad. Okay. Um, Giants. I have a touch better than you. I have them at eight and nine, just missing out on uh, finishing over 500. I agree that they're one of those teams again from last year. And I don't know. Dable's one of these guys that's interesting to me. I feel like he could almost be what people thought Dan Campbell would be. Like after year one of like super, like, you know, he's, he is high energy. Obviously there's a lot more offensive mind and talent there, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a lot of offensive mind and talent. Nathaniel Hackett didn't work as a head coach. He does feel like a guy though, that brought a lot of energy and could, you know, reminds me of a, our, our favorite analogies, like a John Tortorella in hockey. Like maybe he gets tiresome after after a, a year or so. Maybe that maybe that was a one year of bottle of magic for table, but we'll see going forward. Um, I have Dallas at number two. I have them at 10 and seven, not quite as high. And I have the Eagles at 12 and five, not quite as high, but that's usually kind of uh the MO for me and you. I don't see as, I'm, I'm a little more on the I'm a little more on the medium, and you are a little more toward the extremes. I like to cook low and slow or, or, or boil in the water real quick. I mean, that's that's what we do. I mean, I, I just don't see a lot of weakness in the Eagles. I would say maybe maybe the back end of their secondary at the safety position, maybe, or or maybe the youth of the new defensive linemen that we're relying on too much we think they're going to be amazing you know do they get exploited in their first year maybe and not play as smart and then develop i don't know like i'm trying to find the weakness of the team and i can't do it i need you to i know we, we can't do this for everybody but you said sure. you have the eagles with three losses three losses i i'll tell you you want to know there it's going to be kansas city seattle and one dallas game uh oh, okay one dallas game uh i have them losing to the giants week 18 because they are going to be sitting at everybody. Oh, you're so you got and you that's an true. Ass. You're no. a horse's ass. <laughs> that's what so they you, do. But that's what I'm saying is what you actually have them with is two losses. Matt, they lost one game with their starting quarterback last year. One, and then they the only but, other one was in the Super Bowl. I, you are not giving do you this schedule this year. Two games against Dallas. Um, you have Kansas City, Buffalo, Seattle, San Francisco. The other one is Miami. Uh, Miami, yeah. like. Those, I mean, those are a lot of tough games. There's some great. They're, really they're only going to lose two of those before they reach the Giants. That's what I, I don't know. That's I don't know. Well, I don't see them losing more than five. I would say that. I think you're you're at the you're at the floor. You know, with them. Like, yeah, I, I think I have them yeah. losing like Miami, Dallas, Buffalo, Seattle, and I think I might have another just an oddball in there. The Giants. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or actually, I have to get beat by Dallas twice. Just a fun wrinkle. Oh, I like that. They lose to Dallas twice. Wouldn't that be something? That would Mm. be interesting. All right. So, I mean, we really have no discrepancies. I think we have every team, right? I mean, except for I have Green Bay. Our division. division. 
Uh, yeah, that's the only one that we are different on. So that being so, do we want to just go through? Yeah, we'll get to the playoffs all at once at the end. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's what that is. Now we move to the AFC. And as I said before, this is the craziest and wildest division or d- divisions to me. Uh, I think this will all come down to week 17, 18. Like, I think mm-hmm. everything here will come down to that. Matt, I, I already know that you're going to yell at me and throw your hands up and eye roll and do those things. Um, so I'm just mentally preparing myself and trying to block it off before it happens. So uh, I'm going to let you go first in your division. If, unless you want me to. I can go. No, I'm going to go because then we'll save you somehow not picking the Chiefs to win the division this whole, a little bit later. Um, starting at four uh, in this division – we do have uh, the New England Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, the the McDaniel's and Jimmy Garoppolo train will be going five and twelve this year. Oh. Um, in because again, in their schedule, talk about it again. It's like a team that I, I give a lot of grief to, but they do have a tough schedule this they year, do. like really bad. Uh, so five and twelve for them. Uh, I, again, they're, they're the back half, the secondary, of the defense is not good at all. Uh, I have the Denver Broncos in third. Bounce back season, nine and eight, sniffing above 500. That might be a little crazy to me. Jerry Judy down now. I don't know how long. It was actually good reports out of Judy saying he could be back a little bit earlier than expected. Fingers crossed, but a hamstring injury for a wide receiver, not great. I have the Chargers in second at 12 and five. Oh, boy. Oh, now we're cooking. Here we go. And the Chiefs at 13 and four winning the division. Whew. That was a pill to swallow. Twelve and five for the fucking Kellen Moore. We cannot be more opposite. Holy cow! This is good. Okay. Is somehow Kellen Moore is going to have the thirty-second ranked offense in the league this year to, for, for Dan's cow. points. They got to play three phases of the game, Matt. Three phases of the game. I do have the same um, same order, though. However, I have very different outcomes. Uh same order. The final three teams will finish in the same record. That's what I have them at. I have Vegas at eight and nine. I have the Broncos at eight and nine. And I have your boy, Kellen Moore, taking over interim head coach because the Chargers will be eight and nine. I am completely, completely off the Chargers. And I'll tell you what, I think their offense could be really good. I think it's probably going to be really, really good. I, I definitely can see it there. I am extremely concerned with their defense, extremely concerned. I think their coaching is going to cost them games that they should not lose. Uh, if you look at the uh, a meaty part of their schedule, they have extremely tough games uh, with Miami. They're at the Titans. Um, and then in the division, obviously, they play Kansas City, who they played well against. But they play Dallas. They play at the Jets. They play Detroit. They play at Green Bay. In De- the December games is where they go places that they are not going to enjoy. They go to uh, New York and they go to Green Bay. They go to New England. They go to Denver. They play Buffalo. They play Kansas City uh, the last week of the year. Um, they have some very, very difficult games that I think that they're probably going to end up being extremely disappointing and middling this entire season. And it'll be one of another lost seasons until they can find an actual head coach that won't cost them games. So I'm, I'm going to go there. Uh, we have exact same schedule with the Chiefs. I think 13 and four is right on the money. 
So I'm there with you. This is my disappointing division. Well, I certainly am disappointed. I I, I am I am very bought in on on Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore as an offense. I understand. What about their defense is, is terrifies you the most? Obviously, their weakness has been their ability to stop the run. Well, they haven't changed anything. They swapped out Drew Tranquil for Eric Kendricks on, on defense. That is it. They have the same exact defense that they had last year. And granted, I will give you that the last three to four weeks of the season, they played better in the back half of the secondary. I, I just don't see how you can trust these guys. I mean, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and this history of injuries – and then, again, they've, they've had the same issues on the offensive line. I don't want to project injuries. I don't think it's fair. But with this team, it's hard not to know. It's hard to know how many games those two are going to play. You know, I mean, I just, I'm just not sure. And if those two aren't playing or if one of them's not playing, I have a lot of lower expectations added on to the fact that they can't stop anybody running the football. So, and I think that's really going to hurt them down the stretch of the season. I know that, you know, they made the playoffs last year and they, they, they finally broke that glass ceiling, but the way they ended the season with the way they lost and just, I mean, I, I think it carries over. I don't, I don't see anything from them this off season that tells me they're going to be that good. Uh, look, I, I understand. I mean, the health was catastrophic for them last year between like the offensive line, the defense, everything, Herbert himself. I think if Herbert's healthy this year with, you know, if this blend with Kellen Moore works and, and the offense stays Good. I mean, Keenan Allen, I know he missed like the first half of last year, but then he's one of the better wide receivers in the league down the stretch, um, you know, towards, towards the end of the season. And Mike Williams is always one of the better deep threats when he's on the field. I get that. But said so I'm not here to, to, to project injuries. I'm here to, you know, best world case scenario. I think they are a top five offense in the NFL. Yeah. And, and we can agree with that. Play two sides of the game, my friend. That's all, all I'll right. say. Uh, let's go on to, oh boy, there we go. This is going to be a little nuts. Uh, let's go to the AFC North division, shall we? I'm happy I'm not going first here. Okay, good. Because now you can you can this, really... division, this division is loaded. It's loaded, man. It's loaded. Uh, I love it. And and I love it so much. I love this division so much. I didn't have a team with a record that had their win total as a single digit number. I had every team won a double digit games. Can you believe that? Every team. I can. Double as you can. You can. Okay. We've been doing this show long enough and for too many years. No, he can believe. Lou is shaking his head so bad right now. It is. This is where things get crazy. I told you the chaos will come this year. I promise you. Because these teams are just too good. Like, they're going to beat up on each other, yes. But they're going to win. I think they're going to win a lot of their out-of-division games. They really do. So, uh, without further ado, here we go. I'm giving the Cleveland Browns the last last place at 10 and 7. I, I think that they're going to be really, really tough to stop on the offensive line. They have been outstanding offensive line-wise. Lou has passed out. He's done. Um, it, it's over for him. Uh, he's got Ajit up the yin-yang. Uh, there has been uh, – I think their offensive line is great. I think their defense will be improved. I think they're going to be a really good team. I just think the other teams are more sound, better coached. Uh, especially the two teams that are going to be ahead of them that are both going to earn wild card spots. I have both the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers finishing at 11 and six and getting two wild card spots, which leaves only one left. So 
they're not from the other divisions. I'll spoiler alert on that. Um, from the divisions we already did, rather. So uh two wild card spots for Pittsburgh and for Baltimore filled at eleven and six. I love Pittsburgh. I think they could win this division. But I do have Cincinnati Bengals doing really well this year. I think they will probably have the same stretch of, hey, let's feel it out in September and let's turn it the heck on in the middle of the season and go forward into the playoffs. Uh, I have them at 13 and four. I have them beating the Chiefs in the regular season. And I have them as the number one seed in the AFC. Well, that's interesting. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. Because <laughs> we're, ju- we're just as crazy on everybody having 10-plus wins. And we've got three playoff teams in this division, as, as you as you said as well. Uh, I also have Cleveland at 10-7. Oh, so let's go. He I'm wasn't right crazy. Nose. He said, I believe it because he believed it. I love this game. And I know this is where Lou thinks that we're, we're absolutely mad. Um, I, I do have a small change up at the top. At the top, I have uh, the inverse of what you had in the AFC West. I have three teams at the top of the division finishing at 11 and 6. Oh. And the way the tiebreakers shook out were uh, Baltimore, 5 and 1 in the division at the top, Pittsburgh at 3 and 3 in the division, second, and Cincinnati at 2 and 4 in the division. Uh, in third, or actually, I shouldn't say I. I lied. I only have two teams making a wild card spot. Because <gasps> because I like the Chargers more than the Bengals. At eleven and six season, they end up that getting makes heart- it so much worse. They get they get heartbroken in the final and and the very very end. That makes uh, it so and they much worse. And the Bengals miss the playoffs. The Bengals are the big hotness to miss the playoffs this year. Uh, even though they have a winning record, they play in the toughest division in the league. And they end up losing out for for divisional tiebreakers. That's incredible. Bengals missing the playoffs. Joe B misses the playoffs for Justin. I'm. I mean, Justin Herbert. But it's going to happen to somebody this year. We've said it. The the quarterbacks that are in this conference, not everybody can make the playoffs. There is going to be one or two big names, and especially because there are teams with better, you know, better teams around them. Then maybe quarterback wise, i.e. I, Miami, who we'll get to, that is going to force another like name of a quarterback out. And I think it's Justin Herbert. And you think it's Joe Burrow? So apparently, apparently that is. Whoo! We're throwing the gauntlet down this year, baby. Spicy meatballs. Spicy. Uh, but I, I do. I really like. So let's just get. I mean, yeah. yeah sure. Go I, ahead. I, I I love Baltimore this year. Like so we've talked about it. I think that they. Again, talk about injuries. I mean, we're leaning on Lamar, but I, I just we have all the all of the opportunity in the world in front of us with the Ravens and their that team, the coaching. You could just always buy into the hope for them, and I think that's doing it. You're buying you're buying the Steelers preseason as much as I am. Huge. Holy smokes, this offense looks fantastic. I mean, I, Kenny I, looks Kenny looks great. I'm speechless. I mean, what they did to the Bills starting defense. And then what their defense did to their starting offense was incredible. I mean, it was it was really something. And to be fair, they have really kind of kind of owned the Bills in the last couple of years. They've beat them a few times in the regular season. So it is what it is. 
But man, I think they're just, I think their offensive line is, is reset. I think Pickens and Johnson and, and Fryermuth are just all weapons around the kid behind Najee Warren. Jalen Warren is baby. awesome. I mean, spark plug. Awesome. And you know, Tomlin's going to have that defense ready to roll. I mean, they're the best coach team in that division. There's no question about that. And I, Part of me really wanted to put them ahead of the Bengals, but I just think the Bengals know when the money's on the table. I got to trust their quarterback a little bit more. So um, that's why I went Cincinnati a little bit there. And and maybe maybe for the Bengals, I would imagine defense is where you have a little bit of a, a soft spot here. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I know we've had like, you know, that's kind of been their lull during the regular season, I feel like, is is not, you know, not being the best and um, Lou Amaruno, I know he's gotten a ton of hype and stuff, but like on paper, I don't feel like they're the best. And then they get coached up really, really well. And no, I know, you know, I might be falling into that again, where I think maybe that, you know, they lost because they lost Jesse Bates. Um, and maybe I'm falling into that again, where it's like, maybe not the best names on paper. And I just got to trust the DC is going to be able to coach them up. But I do think that's the thing that holds me behind. Plus I know Burrow just got back to practice this week, but that's kind of where I have them just, Maybe starting the season a little slow. Maybe if he's still got the calf problem, um, maybe they just don't come out the gates firing, um, which has kind of also been like their, you know, their thing. And I just, for some reason, don't seem to like them and Zach Taylor playing in the division. And in a, in a game where you're going to have six super hard divisional games this year, sure. um, I, I end up having them lose a lot of divisional games. And that's just what cost them the tiebreaker in my playoff scenario. Okay. Fair enough. I think for me and, and thinking about that is Mahomes has really changed my perspective on this because they've won Super Bowls with very average defenses, middling defenses. And they've also and then they've had this monster that is impenetrable and is everything a quarterback you wish you had in. And he wins the game for them with their 15th 16th ranked defense i don't think the Bengals really need to have a elite defense to win this division i really don't believe that i I think that joe burrow lifts their tide so much and especially with jamar chase and higgins and all the rest of them i i think that he has something that those other teams don't have the killer instinct with at quarterback that's what i i trust in joe burrow and i trust anna rumo to get it right like spagnola gets it right you know, those Italian defensive coordinators do pretty I good. Was, they, they got they got they got these wily defensive coordinators that love crazy blitz schemes and like just like they're never giving you the same look. They they really are kind of the same guy. They are. They're very it's almost scary. That's why they've been in the conference championship the last two years, both of them. Okay, AFC South. Um to me, it was pretty clear cut, but you go ahead. Well, you know. Not anybody else is really going to care about this, sure. except for us. Yeah, that's true. Indianapolis five and twelve, Houston six and eleven, um, Tennessee <laughs> Titans eight and nine, and the Jacksonville Jaguars clearly taking the division at ten and seven. Wrap it up, wrap it up. Blue's saying, wrap it up. Let's get to the good division. Get, division to take. Just hurry we'll up. get to the best we'll, division. Just hurry up. Just, you just we'll, come. We'll we'll, we'll we'll by the bottom two teams there. You know what, Matt. I think you're right. Hey. I, had at, I had the Colts at three and fourteen. <laughs> I, I had the Colts really struggling, man. I mean, this guy or say is just such a clown. And 
and Taylor's even more of a clown for what he's doing, to be honest with you. Like his agent is screwing him over. So I, I think it's going to be tough for Anthony Richardson this year. I love him. I think next year he could be what yeah. everything you think Justin Fields is now. I think he could be. Uh, but I think it's going to be tough sledding for them. And I don't like their defense. I really don't like their defense at all. Like there's nothing sexy about anything outside of DeForest Buckner. I mean, even, even Darius Leonard or Shaq Leonard, whatever his name is now, I, I'm, he hasn't had a really great year. He's just been, he's been so injured. He's not, I don't think he's had the player he was anymore. He doesn't move like he used to. Yeah. So uh, Houston at five and 12, uh, a respectable, but non-playoff year for the Titans at nine and eight. Uh, and I got the Jags at 11 and six. I think, yeah, I I, I really don't got to go anymore into this division. I no. don't think <laughs> that's it. That's it. I do think I, I will say one more thing. I think that Vrabel could maybe, if he has his best coaching year, I think he could maybe get that team to play well. If the Jags stumble about, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, there is a chance, especially now with Hawkins. It's like, yeah, he's old and discount him, and it's like that was the weakness was the wide receiver room, and you're like, Traylon Burks takes a step. DeAndre Hopkins has a little gas in the tank. Still Tannehill at quarterback is the tough thing. And then yeah, you got, I know. And it's, but it's like, better than what they would have behind Will him. Levis and Malik Willis are just fighting for, like, fourth place on the death chart. Yeah, yeah literally. And and then there's there's 50 feet of crap, and then three and two, and, and then Tannehill. So there you go. Um, Okay, here we go. Come on, come on. Let's get it on. <laughs> the moment of truth. Let's Louis get it. Ready. I've been waiting. I can't. This, I can't, this is I can't wait. Dan, Dan's going to find a way to put New England in the first spot, and I'm going to throw my computer in the ocean. All right. This is truly where the eye rolls begin. This is truly where the eye rolls begin. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, I have two teams making the playoffs in this division. Okay. I'm not ready. <laughs> Should we pause? Should, should we take a bathroom break? <laughs> He's slumped in his chair. Um, He's got the oh, okay. It's been a, it's been a long time. It's been a long time that we've been doing the show, and it is. I've had to you know admit a lot of things that are true uh, currently, and and know that the, this twenty year run that of just smack talk is over, which is fine, you know. Um, but I do think that at this point, I think all these teams are improved. I think all these teams are going to be really, really, really good. I do. That being said, uh, the two teams at the bottom also have the same record as the team that makes the wild card. So that is where we go with tiebreakers. The three teams at uh, ten and seven. Oh my! End the show. That's I, I'm done. I'm I'm not listening. This is ridiculous. There will be three ridiculous. three teams at ten and seven. As we talked about, I said this would be the most chaotic thing in the world. So here we go. It's your fault. I, I'm not going to say the three teams because I want to say the division winner first at eleven and six. I thought the best move that was made all year by any of the teams in this division was in the coaching staff on defense. I think the Miami Dolphins win the division at 11 and six. And I think that uh, they get through. I think McDaniel does it his way. 
and uh, is at the cutting edge of offensive football. I do believe that. Uh, I am very much holding on to a very loose chain of Tua. And as much as I've harped on him and as much as I do not think he's that great of a quarterback, I do think that they found a system that works for him. And I think that their speed is going to kill them. And I think Vic Fangio is going to figure things out defensively to get them to a division title. The teams, the team that I have finishing in the tiebreaker spot and making the playoffs, call me more mature, Buffalo Bills make the wild card at 10 and 7. The New York Jets are the tiebreaker over the New England Patriots and will finish in third place, technically. But it won't feel like third for the Jets. It'll feel like last. When the Patriots inevitably beat them in Foxborough in Week 18 to cost them a playoff spot. So hold on to your hats, Lou. It's going to be a fun season. Patriots last at 10 and 7. Jets at 10 and 7 and third. Bills get a wild card at 10 and 7. You are insufferable. And the, and the Dolphins. <laughs> you are absolutely. Like, welcome to my. <laughs> you world are. Macaroni Jones has no receivers. Welcome. He's got to no tight ends. You got fat Zeke. And now all of a sudden. No, 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 no. We got, we got Bill. We got Bill. It's all right. No, 10 wins. 10 wins. It's no, it's no, no problem. No problem. That's all right. Watch, I don't watch even care. Football. I don't even care if you say the Jets missed the playoffs. You've got the New England Patriots winning 10 games, <laughs> Daniel. Luke, I, don't, Luke. I don't care if the Jets don't win a game all year. You have the Patriots winning 10. Lou, he's had the table. Thought, like he... I, I, man, I thought yours was blasphemous. And now I'm listening to Dan. I, go ahead. Just now I seem like I'm like qualified to be a therapist. I'm so happy. I'm so, sorry, you know, I'm level-headed over here. Yeah. I'm they sorry, didn't make I'm the close. playoffs. It's the first time in history look, I didn't look, I, make the playoffs. I don't know what I, else you want. I love he he's setting this up like he's eating. Like he's like I'm gonna sit here and just eat my plate of crow. I'm just gonna I'm, eat it. And then we're like, wait, so you got you got a roast turkey in front of you. That's not a that's not your crow you're eating right there. You got a fine cooked bird because you have them bird. at ten wins. There, that that's not good. I'm it's so not good if they don't make the playoffs. Uh, it's not in the good. delusional world of Patriots fans. It's Super Bowls. If we don't win five Super they Bowls, they have to get to the playoffs. No, Matt. Matt. He said, "I'm going to be mature this year. I'm going to be mature." Damn. And I picked them to win the division. So you have so not. I thought I was bad enough having one division with four teams with ten wins. You have two. Two. What's two. going on? I told you, chaos will ensue. Chaos will ensue. Let me get. And I don't. Reference. And I don't think. I don't think the Jets will be as good as they will be. I think both of the Patriots and the Jets will start very slow, but I think they'll get better as they go. So that's that's my reason. I agree. I, I also have two uh, playoff playoff teams in this division. Uh, I I fixed your typo, and I have the Patriots going seven and ten oh. um, this year. Blue, uh, I, I you could lie. You're not gonna like. I know you already saw. I got the Jets I at saw. nine and eight. I saw. I got the Jets at nine and eight. I think that they are again just maybe a middling a middling team. Hard again, a tough start to the season. I think their first four weeks are insane. It's Buffalo, Dallas, New England, Kansas City. I mean, I think those are those are might be on four. They could. I mean, they could be on four. Will you guys get out um, of the Dallas crap? Will you guys get out? Will you stop already? 
they have a great defense. It's honestly not even about Dak as much as we're like their defense is is their legit. defense is very good. Um, Jets at nine and eight. The Buffalo Bills at eleven and six, mm, and that also gives thing. us the Miami Dolphins. It it is not the same. Then what are we it's talking not, about? It's the same not, thing. It is not that, that's same. not the same thing. That's not the again. Same. He's he's I'm eating my plate of crow, and he's just got <laughs> buffalo wings in front of him. Like, oh guys, I'm eating. Yeah, don't worry, I'm, I'm taking a lesson over here. I'm I'm taking my medicine. He's popping some oxycotton instead. You know what I mean? Jeez, I mean, what do we got going on? He's just oh, living a oh, living man. a fairy tale pipe dream. Can I can I at least explain the reasoning? I know you don't want to hear it, but I, I oh, just want to. I don't, at least I don't think anybody cares. Okay. Good. I, 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 before you say this, sure. I would like to say your your rebuttal to the Chargers, me playing two sides of the ball, applies to the Patriots. Sure. Um, fine. Offense. Fine. I, and and that's fair. I don't agree with it, but it's fair. Um, I think the Patriots will be better after an eight and nine campaign. I think they look better. I just don't think they have the talent. That's my Emma. I think the Jets are too overhyped, and I think that we're missing a key component is that. They probably have the worst offensive line in this division. And I think that's going to really hurt them at points in this season. I'm not saying they're going to be a bad football team. I'm saying I think it's going to hurt them and cost them games. I also think their coaching is a little toolish and a little rowdy and a little, I don't know, unintellectual. Uh, and I think that they that will also cost them games. But they have more talent. They have an incredible defensive line. They have an incredible quarterback with a really good young receiver that I think they'll be really good. Uh, with the Bills, where are we? I mean, this is where I really want to discuss. I mean, Buffalo, I think they can win this division. Sure, like absolutely. It, it feels like they should, but it feels like, again, they're the only team that's gone horizontal here. They haven't gone up. They haven't gone down. And to me, in this division, with the improvements that the other three teams have made, you can't do that. So to me, that's why Miami was was ahead of them to me because I think they'll scope the offense even better to Tua. Their defense will be better. They'll be better schemed up. The fact that they did what they did with Josh freaking Boyer last year, who was awful, I mean, I think they're going to be really good. I, I do too. Yeah, no, I, I have a ton of – and then I totally agree with what you said with Buffalo too as far as – the other three teams made improvements. Uh, I really do. You know, I, I agree. I think that, I mean, the Jets, or sorry, the, the Patriots, as far as just the, the offensive coaching change, it can't be as bad as it was last year. It cannot be as bad as it was last year. Um, so that's an improvement. And they've added some, I mean, some of the roster moves, I think, are more lateral on offense for them uh, as well. But I don't think Buffalo's done much at all. And now the only thing you have coming out of the offseason really with them is uh, a strife between Allen and Diggs. Yeah. Um, you constant, constant worrying about the defense is you know is the defense gonna quite be enough um you know trey white we always say out of these corners like is trey white going to be able to hold on to another year being an elite corner in this league um and some of those secondary guys too that are getting older and you know, well, you're and we, we, know and... we know how that secondary those guys yeah, age like... out of the league really fast in an instant you know and this could it's hard to say it's the season but you wonder why everybody picked them as having that window last year. And it, you know, windows close at a rapid pace in the NFL. So obviously we still have them as, as you know, 10, 11 win teams, but it, it's really feeling like that window could be shutting. Yeah, no, I agree. And I don't think they've spent their, their, their money wise at all. They, they signed Ed Oliver to an extension. The guy had two and a half sacks last year. Not a very, he's like a, he's now almost a top 10 paid defensive tackle in the league. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't understand that move. Um, I, I don't like what I've seen really out of Gabe Davis. Uh, when I watch him in preseason, I think Eve also looks slow. Um, but you know, I, I think they just have, they do have talent. It's not like these guys aren't talented. It's just are they elite? Are they elite? Are they Super Bowl caliber? Nah, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. But there you go. Spoiler alert. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. So you know that, that's oh, that's where so. I am on Buffalo right now. I think speaking of Super Bowl, we should be getting to our playoff. I agree. Soon enough. I agree. But I do have – this is another division. Uh, I, I think I, sh- I shouted out Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Week 18 was for the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami, Buffalo also in this one would be for, for the, the division, division, as well as Casey and uh, and the Chargers for me. So I'd I, love I, to see Buffalo-Miami in in Miami Sunday true. night. Like, that would be awesome. Big time. That that one in Baltimore-Pittsburgh, whether that's for – div- I could feel Baltimore-Pittsburgh could be easily for, like, last wild card spot or seeding right. at least. But, you know, Week 18, I want that to be – Meaningful, meaningful. Of course, of course, of course. I'd love to see Patriots at home against the Jets. Not, but realistically, I would like to see Baltimore, Pittsburgh. I'd like to see Miami, Buffalo. I'd like to see that. Absolutely. Uh, let's get to our playoff predictions, Matthew. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah. So I guess we should just kind of give out the the lay of the land as far as our seating. Sure. Huh? Go ahead. Uh, yep. So in the NFC. Uh, we've got Philadelphia as the one seed, Seattle the two, Detroit the three, New Orleans the four, uh, San Francisco at five, Dallas at six, and Atlanta sneaking in at that seven spot. Uh, yeah. And again, obviously, it's like, you know, New Orleans and Detroit having a a lesser winning record than San Fran and Dallas this year, which I think is, is going to be pretty common in the NFC, is that the wildcard teams are kind of lopsided in the division. So um, we've got uh, – let's see. We've got Seattle – Dallas and San Francisco advancing out of the first round. Seattle over Atlanta, Detroit, uh, Dallas over Detroit, and San Fran over New Orleans. We then have uh, Philadelphia taking on Dallas and beating them. Seattle beating San Francisco. Mm. Philadelphia, Seattle in the conference finals. Philly's going back to the Super Bowl. Mm. Okay. Now you go through your NFC. Let's, let's, go, let's, go, to, let's go that side, yeah. So my one seed is Philadelphia, as you said. My two is Seattle. I have Seattle at the two. I really, really like them. Uh, my three seed is New Orleans, uh, getting the three seed. And four is Green Bay. So New Orleans actually ended up beating Green Bay in the regular season to get that uh, three seed. My wild cards as falls. Five is Dallas. Six is San Francisco. Seven, Detroit Lions. Uh, off Seattle over Detroit at home. I think they'll get through. I have New Orleans losing to San Francisco uh, at home. And then I have Dallas beating Green Bay. So if this was to work out, I'd have the San Francisco-Philadelphia matchup in the divisional round. And I'd have Dallas and Seattle in the divisional round. I have Philadelphia moving on. And let it be known, for the first time in 28 years, put the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC title game. I kind of like that. I kind of like to mix that up a little bit. I think it would be great. I think it would be round three. I think Skip Bayless would be flying all over the walls. And I think it would be a really, really fun matchup in Philly. There is no way in hell the Eagles lose that game, though. I'm sorry. I think the Eagles beat the Cowboys. We're not that crazy to put Dallas in the Super Bowl. I agree with you. Philly's going back to the bowl. So we do have the same four divisional teams. That's interesting. Correct. We just happen we to have, have different, different matchups. Yeah, That West and that East. 
Yeah, I mean that's again that that's really where it feels like it lies in the NFC this year. So now to the again much more interesting side of the bracket. All right. Uh, so we've got KC in the one spot, Miami in the two, Baltimore three, Jacksonville four, Chargers in the five, Buffalo six, and Pittsburgh Steelers sneaking into the playoffs that seven spot. Well, we're guaranteed that we won't have. Uh, we're guaranteed that we will have the same four. Yeah. Um, so I've got Pittsburgh going into going down to Miami, losing to Miami. Miami moves on. Uh, Baltimore hosting Buffalo. Baltimore beating Buffalo, and revenge from last year. The Chargers close it out, going to Jacksonville, and they actually get the job done this time around. It's the same. It's the same situation though. We're going. Chargers are going back down to Duval, and they're going to expel some demons from down there. Uh, so then that we move on. We've got uh, Miami taking on Baltimore, which I think is a, mm. just a fascinating matchup. I have Miami moving on from there. Mm. KC and the Chargers, another oh divisional my God, one. That would be heavy. We have the Chargers moving on. You suck. On you really suck. Like, to the like, AFC championship. I know game. that like people are going on rants about what I say, but like this is getting out of control. I mean, this is out of control. This is the, why don't you put Kellen Moore versus Dallas in the Super Bowl? You be, know, the bet uh, the Chiefs have won a Super Bowl with a top 15 defense. And if the Chargers could just have a top 15 defense and the number one offense they in the league, Patrick Mahomes. Justin Herbert's going to throw for 45 oh, to 50 touchdowns this year. Gracious. He's going to throw for close, if not more. He's going to definitely throw for 5,000 yards. Go ahead. Chargers in Miami in the AFC Championship game. I uh, stopped the train here. One train at least. Not that the would aqua, be a heck of a train. Not still. the aqua. I mean, we've got the we've got the ultimate candy ass AFC Championship game between Aquamarine and Powder Blue. But we got Aquamarine, Miami Dolphins going to the Super Bowl, giving us a little, just a little preview. How about this for a narrative and storyline Super Bowl week? Tua and Jalen Hurts going at it in the Super Bowl. Two guys that played for the same Alabama team. Yeah. All the drama that went on with wow. them swapping places on the national championship run. Boy, when I cooked that idea in my head, I thought that was just great. Now, now I was really thinking more about your Chargers-Dolphins matchup because that would be Herbert and Tua. Oh, yeah. One got that. picked over the other. Big time. Like, and that would be the prove it. But hurts into a <laughs> spicy. spicy, spicy. I hate how much I like the Dolphins this year, though. Um, it's got okay. I it really freaking does. Um, okay. I have one seed Cincinnati. I have the two seed Kansas City. Three Miami. Four Jacksonville. Uh, I have Pittsburgh at the five. Baltimore at the six. Buffalo sneaking in at the final playoff spot at number seven which means buffalo goes to kansas city right off the bat it's just the worst possible matchup for the bills and i know that they would want revenge six ways to sunday but i do not see it i think kansas city would beat them again um baltimore miami matt if we go back to last year i mean it took a crazy comeback for miami to beat the ravens in the regular season. I think Baltimore is a bad matchup for the Dolphins. I kind of like Baltimore. So I'm going to take them. Lamar down in his home state, Miami. 
I kind of like it. I'm going to take Lamar to get a playoff victory once again. Uh, and Jacksonville and Pittsburgh, game of yesteryear, uh, from if you go back to 2017, yeah. Blake Bortles win, right? Uh, I got Jacksonville. I, I like Jacksonville uh, playing sound offense football. I, I love Mike Tomlin, but I think Jacksonville gets it done in Duval uh, to move on in the playoffs. So my divisional round puts Baltimore in Cincinnati, an unreal playoff game last year, and Jacksonville in Kansas City. So, which, of course, we had last year. Baltimore came exceedingly close to beating the Bengals in Cincinnati in the wild card game last year with Tyler Huntley. Unfortunately for them, I don't think that they do it, though, this time either. I'm going to put Joe B in the AFC title game for the third year in a row. Kansas City and Jacksonville, we've had that matchup with Kansas City and Cincinnati for three years in a row. Well, not this year. The step that somebody is taking is Trevor Lawrence, and he'll be the guy to knock off Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. So I like Trevor Lawrence to do it in Jacksonville, sending the Jaguars in an all-feline AFC title game to Cincinnati. Uh, Jacksonville versus Burrow, the 2021 first round, uh, first selection versus the 2020 first round selection. The buck stops here. He's too motivated. He's a killer. He's Joe Burrow. He's going back to the Super Bowl. And for the first time in Super Bowl history, we have the two previous teams that had lost the two previous Super Bowls meeting against each other in Vegas. Bengals. Eagles. All right. The stage All right. is set. The stage is set. I, I I like I like a lot of what I'm hearing. I like a lot of what I'm hearing. I don't know. Like I said, I I, I don't want me having the Bengals missing out in the playoffs. So like I don't have I don't that have love suck. for Joe B. It just is just the way the cookie crumbled this year, you know? Mm. Um so I guess predictions, predictions. I have score. Of course I have score. I mean, you have score. Know, I don't, I don't why don't we score. do this? Why don't we do this? Maybe on three, we say who wins again. Well, we got yeah, – well, true. All right. I know you have different – like, uh, but we could have the same team. Fair enough. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Eagles. Bengals. Eagles. Eagles. I don't know if that worked for the people at home. Our, our mics might have just – It might have not worked. So about, um, that's why I'm saying it again. Bengals. Matt got the Eagles. And you really like the Eagles. You like them to, I mean, this is revenge, obviously. Right. I feel like it's them, like, now getting back another time, hitting the mountaintop, and then now, like, after this offseason, like, it was already, like, how can they keep everybody together? Like, this offseason, how is he going to do some of his best work? Because, you know, Kelsey retire, some other guys might retire, and it's just, it feels more, feels a little Brady, you know, not not quite with Brady himself, but some of the older guys on the team and that, that you know, what this team's been growing towards. Uh, obviously, I mean, they won a few years ago. Not quite the same. Bad analogy. But, but, it's a completely but I think different the Eagles team, are getting back to the mountaintop. Yeah. Yeah. Completely different team. I mean, you're right. It's right. a 17-team. So and there's not much left there. I mean, a few guys. But um, for me, with I think the Eagles are the best team. I really do. I think that. But you don't have to be the best team in the league to win the Super Bowl. You have to be the best team on the day of the Super Bowl. I think that's where Joe Burrow will shine. I really do. I think I think at the end of the day, I think the Eagles are going to be a very tough matchup for them. I do think, though, that they present different 
different problems than the Chiefs do. The Chiefs present schematic problems where the Bengals can match up talent-wise with their offense. Um, so, and and I think the quarterback with Mahomes, obviously we're going to put Mahomes ahead of Burrow, but I think Burrow has just as much of that ability that Mahomes has to rise to the occasion. Um, let's not let's let's not forget. As as great as the Eagles of a team are, they are somewhat of a franchise that has fumbled here in this spot. Take seventeen out of it. That was a miracle team that came out of there with their backup quarterback. They were a good team, but still backup quarterback. They are a franchise that has moments of falter, say that. So not that the Bengals aren't, but the Bengals have lost their Super Bowls in such excruciating ways, every single one of them, that um, that I think this is the mountaintop. And can you imagine Chris Collinsworth at the parade with the Lombardi Trophy in Cincinnati and how insufferable that man? I'll tell you, I really knew, I knew, I knew the whole year, Al, I knew we were going to do it. I'd love to see a, a drunk Collinsworth get on a mic. That'd be fantastic. It would be so cool. It would be okay. Awesome. All right. So we've got two different outcomes. A little. I, I, okay. Let's just. Lou. The, the Chiefs aren't winning the Super Bowl this year. How do you feel about that? What do you want from me, man? I stopped listening after the the Patriots got ten wins. What What do you want? What do you want? Matt changed his bracket on me. He sent me the bracket. Next thing I know, <laughs> I, 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 I left the Chargers out of my playoffs. Oh, this is ridiculous. Hey, okay. I messed it up. I was doing it. I was trying, you know, I'm, I'm doing it between day. jobs. I'm doing it at the bar. I'm doing it. I got spreadsheets on the, on the countertop at work. I don't want it. I didn't have, the, I didn't have the chargers in my original, in my original bracket. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I like, I like what you had better before. I do. I really do. Matt had Kansas city beating Seattle in the Super Bowl. That would have been Ridiculous, but also interesting. I, I, I mean, Seattle, we both like, but I just don't know about Geno Smith and the Super Bowl. I, I, I quickly when I went, he changed it. Yes, that's Geno in the Super Bowl. That's <laughs> yeah, that that's was tough. a little weird. That'd be, that was, that was that'd, tough. Be, that'd be wild. Lou, uh, Lou, do you think though that these two are realistic? These two Super Bowls. Uh, what was it again? Tell me again. So Dan, yeah, you had... I, I had Bengals over Eagles, and he had Eagles over Dolphins. Dan's is much more realistic. I think. I, I know you don't like the Dolphins, Lou. Lou, the Dolphins, and then he he does not have the same love for the Steelers that we. You have not been watching enough Steelers preseason, Lou, because they are going like to be good. The Ravens went twenty four and all in the preseason for how many years? And now all of a sudden, oh no, we're, we're going to count the preseason now. Now all of a sudden, no, now now we're going to heavily weigh the preseason. All of a sudden, now it now it means so much that. We don't really care about who wins in the preseason. We care how people play in the preseason. Well, I don't. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't. That, that's it. I, I just don't. I don't. Fair it, enough. When Sunday comes in the regular season, sure. right? That's when it actually matters. All right. Sure. Preseason. Absolutely. I don't care. I really. I. I don't. And also, you shouldn't. And you well, shouldn't care as much. But you. There are things you can learn. There's no question. No, that you are totally right about that. Yes. But it. Listen, I, I'm still. I'm flabbergasted. Miami's not making it to the Super Bowl. I'll tell you right now, it's it's not happening. Well, then, when 
then let's for the first time I have bet the narrative. Let's bet the narrative. I, 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 guys, I am flabbergasted right now. All right, I, I've been shaking the magic eight ball this entire time. I have, I, I am lost right now. I am so lost that it's actually you guys Ooh. both love Miami. The narrative is that. The first time in how many years since Tom Brady that a team's going to win back-to-back Super Bowls, and that'd be Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, because the greatest threat to the legacy of Tom Brady is Patrick Mahomes, all right? So they're going to continue this narrative another year, and that's where the Chiefs are going to win again. They're probably going to end up beating, I don't know, uh, probably San Francisco this year. But, yeah, if you want to talk about a narrative, but I was going to say that more than likely, I like the idea of revenge, which would be Philadelphia over more than likely the Bills because the Bills just keep losing. They're going to get to the mountaintop and then they'll lose there. So that's I, I, I you guys threw me through a loop today. Yeah, I've just I've been sitting here writing all the notes and I we get to the AFC East. And I go, all right, I already got mats. I already know what's going to happen. And then Dan picks New England to go 10 and seven. And then Miami. At Why is that a factor? I'm like, okay, all right, all right. The show hasn't been the same since you put it. It it hasn't. It truly hasn't. It truly hasn't. I'm just saying, if they're a relevant team, if they're not in the playoffs, that's all I'm saying. Um, the I'm losing. Enjoy my big old plate of crow over here. Mm. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to be mature this year. The Patriots will be the last, but they'll be tied with the other three teams that are not Miami. (laughs) Don't. Don't feed me your garbage, all right? This guy, don't know. I, you know, actually, I've grown up another year. We'll still be tied with Buffalo and the Jets. But you know, yeah, it's, I'm sorry. I, I'm really, I'm not, I'm not, oh, it was pretty good. I believe everything I said, but it, it was pretty good to see. As long as you believe it. I do believe it. I do. MVPs, Mac Jones. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> MVPs. MVPs. Uh, Matt, strategic. You have a strategy because you know my strategy. I like to put a lot of horses in the barn. I say, you, you like to spray and pray. I'm a little more you this year. I don't have uh, as many. I mean, look, I think I've said it many times this offseason. I accidentally bet Justin Fields win MVP two, three times. That is just a personal vendetta of, of, of a prayer that I hope. He's down at 20 to 20 to one. I don't think he's that good of a bet anymore, honestly. Um, Justin Fields for MVP, but I like three other guys. I like they're all right in that middle grouping right after the heavy favorites. Justin Herbert, 12 to one, Trevor Lawrence, 15 to one, and Lamar Jackson, 15 to one. I just think that Lamar Jackson and that new offense again could unlock some of those just statistical numbers. Same with Justin Herbert and then Trevor Lawrence really taking. Again, you know, last year was his, you know, kind of his year two leap. We're so off with him with his god awful start to the beginning of his NFL career, but it is the second year that he is in a capable system. And I think that he can also, he's very prime. Those are three guys ready to take the jump outside of those big four names at the top that are just not juicy enough price wise to bother with. Sure. So, so really mine are, 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 I have five names, but I really have four because, because what I like to do is I, I like to take a favorite. And and really just hedge hedge the loop and and my hedge the loop this year is, is Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow at seven to one um, gives me a lot of room to maneuver, considering seven to one. So essentially, you could take six other guys and still break even. So he it would be my guy. I think the ability to 
to to lead the league in in yards and and touchdown passes and cut down on those interceptions. Sure, but I, I think the ability also, and I factored this into MVP, is can you win your division? Because the teams that you, the guys that usually win the MVP, end up being on the best teams. Um, so that's where I am with it. That's why I have Joe Burrow uh, in my holster. My guys, I don't see how on earth with the year he had last year and the team that they have, I just don't see how Jalen Hurts is 12 to 1. I, I don't see how he's not higher. I think that is a insane, insane number to have Jalen Hurts at where he was last year. They have the same exact team as they had. Maybe their schedule is a tish harder, but their conference is not harder. Um, and and that is to me they're the they're the best team. He's the he was the best quarterback in the league last year for 15 weeks. I mean they lost one game with him in the regular season. So I'm all in on Jalen Hurts at 12 to one. I think we're also in the same vein. Trevor Lawrence taking the leap, 16, 15 to one, whatever you can get it at. Uh, and then I like to throw long shots, Matt. I like to throw long shots on uh, guys that either we haven't seen or maybe second year guys to take the leap. And, and my two guys are two guys that uh, one guy I've been harping on all all summer. Uh, I'm going to take the big 45 to one long shot on Jordan Love. Uh, I think that he, if we see it come through, if all goes right in the world, um, I think that them managing maybe to a uh, managing him seems to be the most likely scenario. But if he is as good as we've maybe seen. I'd like to take him for an MVP shot at 45 to one because I think he can win that division. And I think he's been learning under the tutelage of a pretty good quarterback that a few years ago we predicted to win MVP and ended up doing it with a pretty good value. So I like him. And and Matt, you, you said it. I mean, we are all in on a hype train of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So why not? I mean, Kenny Pickett at 50 to one uh, to win the MVP. Why not throw a bone on it? Now we're getting juicy. Now we're getting value. He's got the weapons. He's got the structure around him. He's been improving. If anybody's going to take a second year leap, the only guy that's going to do it is Kenny Pickett. Go ahead, Lou. Dan, just give the money to me. Yeah, I, was, I don't know. Kenny, like, the Steelers aren't going to go for, like, they go far because of Kenny Pickett, but not, like, I mean, t- to win MVP as a quarterback, you got to, like, oh, throw, but- like, he's got to throw for at least, like, 40 touchdowns, I mean, to, to outbeat some of those other guys. And I don't know. I just don't know if that's Kenny's. I think Kenny's, like, yeah, 4200 4, yards 35 you know 30 to 35 passing touchdowns kind of kind that of that would be that would be a really good year for Kenny Pickett Just right but not MVP like, level like, at the same time uh, sure. sorry to cut you guys off but like you guys love Seattle and you guys love Miami why would you not Tua and Geno Smith like why would that not be because Tua would is, not be... because Tua is not really truly the MVP of his team it's Tyreek Hill so yeah, but somebody's yeah, got to get the ball sure sure but again, yeah, I, I think I, I there's more factors at play than for Tua. No, no, I, 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 yeah, I get it. I just, I, the last two you said, I'm, I'm just listen. Well, like, they're again. That's why they threw me off. So I'm that's just, why they're long shots, right? And I want yeah. to throw some long shots. Mm-hmm. Oh, fair. That, no, that's fair. I, I got Gino you. is interesting. Though. Gino is a long shot that it, that does intrigue me. An extreme long shot, but it just feels more. I ah, look. I well. I don't know. I guess I'm a homer on this one, but Aaron Rodgers won an MVP in the first MVP in New York Jets history in the Big Apple. It'd be something, wouldn't it? It it would be something. I I just, uh, you know, I don't think he will. I just, if you're going to take a long shot, I would put it on Rodgers. 
So Aaron Rodgers is uh, anywhere pretty much 16 to one across the board. Uh, same with Trevor, a little less than Trevor Lawrence. Squeeze between Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson. Okay. All right. All right. Well, no, it's, and I know you like Lamar yeah. too. So, oh, you know, I love Lamar. You know, I, I, I think Lamar, Lamar 15 to one is great. I, I like that better than the other ones you said. So, you like that better than, than Hertz? Uh, the problem is, is that they run the ball. Well, I guess the same is for Lamar, so I can't really say that. Uh, Hertz I, I, was the MVP last year until he until he got hurt. So yeah, well, you know, he could have, should have, would have, but you didn't. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, you got call it as it is. No, I know. And he, I like Jalen Hurts too. Uh, that's the other thing. So that yeah. just leads quickly into I do have I did have one offensive rookie of the year pick, sure. which leans right into us talking about Lamar Jackson. Zay Flowers, eighteen to one. Obviously, it's like Bijan Robinson is the heavy, would be the heavy favorite. Bryce Young right behind him, and the other quarterbacks. But I think if there's one player that could just pop for their team and really have a nice breakout year at a skill position, um, that's not a, you know wasn't a, a top fifteen pick in in Bijan or Jameer Gibbs, uh, which I'm not feeling super high on Jameer Gibbs going into the season. Uh, Zay Flowers, 18-1, I think is very juicy because they're saying they're going to throw the ball more. And outside of Mark Andrews, I don't love anybody on that offense to, to get a high volume. And, I mean, he could have he could have 75, 80 catches this year. Yeah, uh, Do you have the odds up for, for offense for Gideon? I do. So we've got um, Bijan, the heavy favorite, at uh, plus 275. Bryce Young, plus 500. Anthony Richardson, 600. C.J. Stroud, 850. Jameer Gibbs, uh, 10 to 1 plus 1,000. Jordan Addison, 17 to 1. Say Flowers, 18 to 1. JSN, 20 to 1. Quentin Johnson, 22 to 1. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're going to, you're high on Zay Flowers, I'm high on Jordan Addison. That's that's who I am because I don't really think, I don't think so, you need to really be on a good team to win that. To win that. Oh, see, so yeah, that's what I, I thought I was going to disagree because my thought was that too. I, I like the opportunity he's stepping into, but if he's going to step in and fill that role, I didn't see how that equated to us both having Minnesota at like seven and 10. You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. Well, I kind of probably feel the I same way about, I mean, th- that that's, that's true. That's true. I, I, if he's in a thousand yard receiver and, Je- and Jefferson's a thousand yard receiver, then they'll be better than seven wins. Sure. So, yeah. All right. So. I can, I can get around that. Okay. Squeeze into right. our simulation that we have is very accurate model very, that we made. Very accurate scientific model that we made. Uh, gentlemen. In a week's time, we're picking games. I'm exhausted already after that episode. <laughs> that was brutal. That was brutal. But welcome to our world, brother. For the next 20-odd weeks, here we go. Here we be- go. It's just it, – it's it's all, in, it's all in front of us right now. It is all in yeah. front of us. We have fantasy drafts in a couple of days, mm-hmm. which I got to get just – we got to get locked and loaded on. Lou, the chicken cutlets are getting done. Chicken cutlets. We got some tortellini alfredo. Bring your appetite. Don't eat breakfast. Don't you worry. I won't. I yeah. Won't. So I, uh, interesting episode. Very. <laughs> That's Lou. That's a Lou Hall of Fame episode. Just, just, I wrote it all down. I cannot wait for the end of the season where I pull it back up like I did last year. And I go, you guys are stupid. <laughs> I and then next year we make Lou pick every no, game in the yeah. NFL season. <laughs> what I was just going to say is, again, this is hard. I don't make picks myself, so I commend both of you for doing the research. 
I have to say bravo. Um, so all the criticism I have and some other people with stubby arms that have their criticisms, uh, you know, at, as much as we bust you guys' balls, you guys actually go through the entire schedule and you look at it and you, you know, somehow put Miami in the uh, AFC championship. Uh, anyway, uh, yes. We, we need someone here to hold us accountable, though, at the end of the day. We do need someone sure. to, to, to hold, call us on our bullshit. I, I got to call you. I got to call you. And if the if the fans forgot somehow these two didn't have Patrick Mahomes in their top five quarterbacks a couple years back, if not last year. Uh, but, you know, yeah, you guys do all the hard work and I commend you for it um, as much as I bust your chops. You know, I, I just don't know how New England gets ten wins. Uh, but yeah, no, that's it. That's that's all I got for you. I'm I'm looking at the rest of the notes. Uh, NFC South. I agree with you guys most of the part on that. Uh, same. We both let the Jets have the playoffs for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just hey, hey, ho, ho, hey, ho, ho, ho. For years, I've been telling you now. I got no expectations. All right. I hope we don't make it. All right. Good. So I already don't have to. I hate the ten wins, so that I can I don't have to watch. It's nice I could take a Sunday off, but yeah. Either way, commend both of you. Good job, good work. You know I disagree, but again I didn't yeah. make my own list, so I got to be fair. Uh, you know, at, at least you acknowledge it, unlike some people that will just say you're wrong and then not tell us their opinion. So that's that's always more fun. But that's the life we live doing the podcast, isn't it, Maddie? Yes. Uh I will see you next week to pick some games. I know you're already scanning that week one. You might be on week two spreads already. I don't know what you're doing. We're taking a gander. We've already got a couple, maybe maybe at least one pick locked in already, but we'll see. Okay, okay. fair enough. Uh, Lewis, Godspeed. Have a great time at the Fantasy Draft. I'll be joining you Zoom-wise, uh, and uh, I'll have to look at that tortellini from, from down south. So. I'll make you a plate. I'll eat it for you. No problem. <laughs> Thanks. Send it back in a doggy bag after, after this episode. I'll send you a dirty plate in the mail. <laughs> oh, FedEx. Goodness. All right. For the world's greatest producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracon, and for our esteemed, esteemed co-host, Maddie Ice, Maddie C. Matt Silver, the Undance of Bono. That's the prediction show. Ladies and gentlemen, next week, Week one of the NFL season. Can you believe it? We'll see you next week on the Sunday Car. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zimpano, co-hosted by Matt Silverth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at The Sunday Card. And remember, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.